On today's episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're going to talk about when one minus one does not equal zero, and this is basically a look at uh, sizing trades and asymmetric compounding, and just another way to look at why sizing is so important in terms of long-term expectancy. And before I go on, just a quick reminder that everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, when we talk about you know sizing and compounding, uh, you're probably going to hear some familiar concepts from some previous episodes like uh, you know credit targeting, um, credit as a proxy for risk, and I think I actually did an episode on sequence risk and asymmetric return compounding. And so again, uh, some of these concepts may be familiar, but there's times when I feel like, you know, kind of repackaging things or talking about it from a different angle or using different examples, make kind of help solidify some of the concepts and maybe just kind of give more context. And so this phrase one minus one does not equal zero. Where does this come from? So if we take an example, let's say you had an account and you had $100, right? And you make a trade and you make 1%, right? 1% of you know, 100 is one, right? So your account will be at $101. Now let's say you subsequently lost 1%, right? So you would think, okay, I make a percent, lose a percent, back to zero, right? So that's not true because if you were at 101 and you lost 1%, you would actually lose $1.01, right? Because 1% of 101 is larger than 1% of 100. And so you would actually be at, you know, $99.99. Now, I know this is, you know, pretty much the same. It's, it's almost negligible, but it's more kind of illustrating a principle. And if you haven't already, I, I definitely suggest going back and listening to the episode 21, Sequence Risk and Asymmetric Return Compounding. And it's basically this concept that, you know, when you lose, uh, you know, when you have a drawdown, the compounding effect of uh, the drawdown is not symmetrical to when you go up. And, you know, you've seen these uh, websites or images that talk about, you know, this, this equation or not equation, but just the concept that like if you, you know, if you lose a percent, you have to make roughly 1% to get back to even, right? And I think if you lose even 5%, you have to make roughly 5%. It's going to be a little bit bigger than that. But when you start taking larger drawdowns, that effect's going to get bigger, right? So if you lose, let's say $100, you lose 25%, right? You got 75. Well, to get from 75 back to 100, you need a 33% increase. And then, you know, a more extreme example is if you take a 50% drawdown, right, from 100 to 50 then you have to double your money to get back up, right? 50% to 100, sorry, $50 to 100 is 100% return. Now, this is kind of the, the common concept you've probably heard of, uh, but I think uh, some people, for one, you know, you may be like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, never take a big drawdown, that's fine, right? And, and you know, that illustrates kind of the extremes, you know, so anywhere within even a five or ten percent drawdown is probably okay. I mean, it doesn't feel great, but you don't have to take a huge risk or huge amount of profit to get back to even. But the what I want to talk about today is kind of attacking this from a different angle, and let's talk about a fixed amount because I know some people might think of trades or you know, there's people who are like, okay, I want to make a thousand dollars a day, right, or hundred dollars a day, or whatever it is, yeah, some fixed amount. And so you would think, okay, so if I lost a percent, I have to gain a little bit more. Than a percent to get back to even, so why don't I just 
bet the same size trade, right? If I try to, if I, if I lose a thousand and I make a thousand, then I'm back to even, right? And that's true. Uh, and but what you may not realize is in doing so, right? You're actually taking a slightly bigger bet on the way up, right? Again, so uh, using that you know hundred dollar example, right? If I lost a dollar, I'm at ninety nine. Now I want to get back to a uh, hundred. If I make a dollar. Right, one dollar with respect to ninety-nine is actually slightly more than one percent. Right, it's one point oh one percent, and again, that's minuscule. But what? Let's let's kind of use a larger example, okay? So let's imagine you had a trade where you had a fifty percent win rate. Right, you either win or lose, like a coin flip, and you could win or lose a thousand dollars. So the question is, what is the expectancy of this trade? Right, thousand dollars win. Or thousand dollars loss. Risk one to make one. And what is the expectancy? Well, fifty percent. And if you said zero, that would be correct, right? Because over time, you know, fifty percent of the times you make a dollar or a thousand dollars, whatever it is, fifty percent of the time you lose a thousand dollars. You know, you're gonna expectancy to be zero. So if you just ran this trade, you could expect to just just make nothing, right? No, um, no risk, no reward. But I wanna. Kind of add some more context to this, okay? So if you had a thousand dollars, or your your risk reward is a thousand dollars, and you had a million dollar bankroll, this one thousand dollars is basically a zero point one percent, right? So basically negligible. Right? You can win a bunch of them, lose a bunch of them, not really gonna make a difference, and you're gonna have no emotions, whatever, right? But at the same thousand dollar size, let's say you had five hundred thousand dollars, okay, half the bankroll. That th- same thousand dollars is now 0.2 percent, right? Because your bankroll got cut in half, so the same size risk is now larger as a percentage, right? And this obviously is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it's, it's straightforward, it's, um, but it's illustrating concept, right? If we if we go another step, right? If you had 250 thousand dollars, right? The same thousand dollar bet is now 0.4 percent, right? Now, if we go to a hundred thousand dollar bankroll. Now this one should be pretty obvious. Thousand dollars, <throat> at least when you're at a hundred thousand, is one percent. So again, if you're up and down a thousand dollars, really not that big of a deal. You can make this trade all day, not really go anywhere, but not really gonna impact your your bottom line that much. Uh, let's keep going. If we go to fifty thousand, bankroll, right? And you're betting thousand dollars win or lose. That's now a two percent swing. Now again, I'm talking about a fixed dollar amount, okay? So it is in fact true that. That expectancy, you know, 50-50%, win or lose, at $1,000 is zero expectancy, right? But your your percent swing of the account, right? If you had a 50000 bankroll, you may be swinging because you've, you've done this before. If you flip a coin, right, you may get heads or tails five or six times in a row, right? So if you have $50,000 and it's a 2% bet, um, in fact, the, the percentage is getting bigger, in fact, right? If you have if five losses in a row, you, you're down $5,000, which is now 10%. Um, so... You can see that the swings are getting bigger, right? Now, can you keep running the strategy? I mean, not not that saying you would run a zero expectancy strategy, but just like, would you, if for some reason you had to do this, like it's gonna get harder, right? Because your drawdowns are bigger. Now let's keep going. If you had a $25,000 bankroll, a $1,000 bet is now 4% of your account, right? So if you lose four times, <laughs> that's a 16% loss. And then, promise I won't keep going. The final one, $10,000 bankroll, right? So if a $10,000 bankroll, the $1,000 bet is um, basically 10%. Now, 
on if we pull back again we we talked about the fact that this $1000 bet is in fact zero expectancy right but if you had such a small bankroll right this $10000 example and you are losing or winning $1000 at a time even if you know your expectancy is positive or sorry if your expectancy is flat you for one will not be trading like this cuz it's really huge right five trades in a row and you lose half your account. And it is conceivable, although unlikely, that you may lose 10 times in a row, right? So 10 trades in a row at $1,000 and you have a 100% drawdown and you're broke. And so what I'm illustrating is that you can't always assume, okay, if I want to trade at a certain size, I can just trade at that size forever and I will make back what I lose if I lose, right? The idea is, if you're trading very small with respect to your bankroll, then yes, you can probably do this. Keep trading, right? Because you're never going to have such a big drawdown that you blow up. But as your trades get larger with respect to your account, the impact to your account with respect to drawdown, with respect to your percentages, starts to get bigger. Right? The volatility of your portfolio gets larger. Now, I know, again, this is probably self-evident. If you trade larger, you're going to have more volatility. But I really want to uh, just kind of hone in on this concept that like sometimes getting fixated on a certain amount, oh, I want to make or lose $1,000 or whatever, that's fine. But you have to keep in context and perspective that that fixed amount is going to change as a percentage as your account size grows or shrinks. And so you need to scale your trades appropriately. And another reason why you don't want to take a large drawdown, because let's say you have a trade that, you know, based on the size of the product or, you know, the notional or whatever it is, the buying power, it, it just only kind of works well in that $1,000 range, right? And so if your account is sized correctly to trade that, it's fine. But if your account goes too small, now that trade becomes too big and if you want to continue trading, that's going to force you to trade too large, right? Because as your account dwindles, that trade as a percentage is getting larger and larger. But at the same time, you know, maybe that is a good strategy, right? You may not want to stop because that's an opportunity cost, right? And so what you have to take into account is, because you know, most people, you may not just be trading a single strategy, right? You have stocks in your account. You may be running multiple strategies, and they kind of all work in tandem. But overall, what's to you want to keep in mind is trying not to take that large drawdown because that's going to affect everything, right? Everything is going to be just a little bit larger. And some trades, depending on what they are, aren't, you know, they aren't suitable to have that amount of scalability. And so, again, that's where this concept of, you know, one minus one does not equal zero, right? Something that you think is a fixed size may in fact be changing, right? As a result of your account size, right? Because there's a lot of variables, right? There's a numerator, denominator, that ratio changes, right? One, the numerator may change, but if the denominator is going up and down, then you're gonna inversely affect that, that fraction, right? So anyways, that's what I wanna talk about today. Just this idea that really thinking about sizing as a way, it's just a different perspective. And sizing, we all know sizing is important, 
But sometimes we get too focused on the wrong things and not realizing that like, you know, sizing, yes, a trade is one thing, but it's extra important to be mindful that you don't, you know, trade large. And if your account gets smaller, then your trades, by definition, get larger, even if you don't think they do. All right. So anyways, let's leave it there. As always, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also visit my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you'll find all the strategy mechanics and trade logs as well as various essays I have written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.